Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled Coercion in Group Evangelism. Evangelism is at the center of much of the controversy between Christians and the secular world. Those who don't believe in God, or at least the God of the Bible, reject the notion that Christians have a right to freedom of speech. That includes telling others about what Jesus did for them, especially in a public setting. I've had countless unbelievers state that we should keep our religious views to ourselves and not push them on others. Many are concerned that Christians are taking over this country. Case in point, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, further aggravating evangelistic efforts. One of the more moderate comments I've received on the subject come from a believer and suggest that at the very least, listeners to an evangelistic message must provide at first consent and not be coerced into listening to a message about Jesus. So one-on-one evangelism. To be clear, on a one-on-one basis, I totally agree that conversations about God and what Christ has done for us should be preceded by the informed consent of the listener with no coercion. By far the most grace-filled and successful form of evangelism today is relationship evangelism, building an extended one-on-one relationship with someone and helping them in their time of need to draw close to God as the only true and ultimate answer to their problems. But what about group evangelism? Relationship evangelism was not what this reader was referring to. A one-on-one, in other words. From the context of group evangelism, this responder to an earlier post was critical of two points currently in play in evangelistic circles. First, quid pro quo, and second, the lack of informed consent. So let me begin, begin with a definition of those two terms. First, quid pro quo, something given or received for something else. Second, informed consent, typically consent by a person to undergo a medical procedure. In this case, the commenter is using the term to describe an active admission on the part of the event promoting an evangelistic message to fully inform participants prior to attendance. So, group evangelism and quid pro quo. The following quote sets up his first issue, this um, commenter's issue, on the acceptability of group evangelism. Quote, if people are obligated to listen to a gospel presentation before they can access services, such as medicine, food, and so forth, this is wrong. On principle, this makes perfect sense. There should be no prerequisites of hearing the good news of Jesus Christ in a group setting before promised goods are delivered, such as medicine and food. However, reality is much more nuanced. Consider the broader context of other situations where a service or content is provided which requires listening to a speech about something to be relatively benign. This would include such things as TV commercials. Certainly, they require a required prerequisite uh, before watching a show or political rallies that offer food, drink, etc. as an attraction for attendees. 
There are also all kinds of promotional gimmicks used to entice people to listen and respond to the underlying reasons for programming the events and seemingly offered for free. Of course, Christian knee-jerk reaction would be that we are, quote, in the world but not of the world, unquote, and should have no part in this approach to group evangelism. However, looking more closely, this is not the case. In my view, that attitude is neither realistic nor currently being practiced in most group evangelistic settings. In foreign countries, especially in third world nations, missionaries show up in villages and typically bring gifts to intentionally attract a crowd. Candy, brochures, Bibles, food, clothing, medical supplies, trinkets, toys, tracks, etc., Audiences are also drawn based on their desire to hear from famous people um, or Americans or Europeans in general, as well as to receive these donations in their poverty, something that they cannot resist. In a practical sense, this is clearly a prid pro quo, quid pro quo. Domestically in America and most developed nations, group evangelism has a more subtle approach to quid pro quo. Consider why Vacation Bible School typically concludes its summer program by having the kids who participated sing from the front on Sunday morning of the church. Or churches that hold festivals on Easter, Christmas, and other holidays promoting food, games, and other attractions to get outside folks to attend. At the very least, lifestyle evangelism is being promoted. However, in the case of many churches, there's a sermon or devotion emphasizing evangelism at some point during these events. So group evangelism and informed consent. Again, a quote from this same con- <clears throat> excuse me, commenter reads, quote, I believe people should be able to opt in. People should give informed consent in hearing, never mind believing the gospel, unquote. In my view, it would be impractical to expect informed consent in any formal way prior to group evangelism. Many would argue, as I would, that those who attend Christian events recognize that it's a, that it is highly likely Christian theology will be presented. In that sense, there's already, quote-unquote, informed consent, and to attend is an act of, quote-unquote, opting in. It should be understood that people are attending in part based on both that understanding and an active acceptance of quid pro quo. So in summary, to be clear, God draws man to himself. God, or John 16, (laughs) sorry, John 644. And he uses many techniques to do so. Many come to rallies, revivals, crusades, rescue missions, food banks, church services, and other Christian events because of a true desire to seek God. However, to deny the practical reality of evangelicals rather, using other means to draw seekers to hear the good news or, or to be expected to engage in some formal opt-in process prior to group evangelism is typically unrealistic. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.